the biggest poison in us is regret. It's poison. And I push so hard, so hard, and will, through my vehicle, which isn't meditation, which isn't health and wellness, which isn't nonprofit, my vehicle's business. I can't help it, it's what I love. I love building businesses, I love competing with you, I wanna beat you, I love that game. But through that vehicle, I will always push a lack of regret and awareness to how good it really is. You're more than welcome to tell me about how bad it is or why you can't because or what, but it's just not true. Because if anybody ever did it, then you can too. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gary V Audio Experience. And before this episode starts, I just wanna remind you to please leave your comments for today's episode in the Spotify Q&A section down below, but also tweet Gary your feedback at Gary V and let him know what you thought about today's episode. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. There's a question on Instagram that says, how do you get rid of regret? Um, that's a great question. Um, first, you have to like squash the concept because you can't be like, I wish I asked that girl out or I wish I took that other job. You can't put a Band-Aid on regret. You have to like go to a higher level, whether it's meditation, education, therapy, of like just understanding that regret is a man-made application on oneself. It doesn't actually exist. It's like we're poisoning ourselves on this. Like, you can't, there is no time, it's the least practical thing on earth. It is, regret is literally the least practical thing. It, it, you can't go backwards. So dwelling on it, I, I think it's real mental work on really finding a process to fall in love with yourself so that you can forgive yourself for the bad decision. What if you hurt someone like in the process? You have to understand that you're a human being and there's not one human on earth that hasn't hurt a human being. They don't exist. There's not a single human on this planet who hasn't hurt a human being. It's part of the human journey. Plus, you have the ability to be humble and to be the bigger person and go back and really go apologize. And if that person isn't living, you can, for your own self or for that person's family, go and visit the tombstone and apologize. There's always something one can do. And I think that's what I, I'm like, like it's really, I love that, follow, thank you for that follow-up question because there, like, to me it's like, or what? Like, is it actually better to like poison yourself to your deathbed? Like, I just don't understand the old, like when people are like, uh, I'm like, but talk to me about, I say you can go to the grave and apologize and bring roses to your uncle and apologize for what you did. Even better, if God willing, that person's alive or persons are alive, you can go out of your way, even if they never want to talk to you again, to continue to show that person that you will forever try to apologize. Written letter you know, uh, wishing them a happy birthday publicly, whatever it requires, talking to their cousin that you still have a relationship with about your deep, deep regret and apologetic nature. Or you could just say, I can't do anything about it and let that poison stay within forever and dwindle you down to nothing. Like it's not like there's any other choice. You're either on the offense to solve the things that are hurting you or by doing nothing, you're actually on the defense of reinforcing the thing. Like make a choice. It really upsets me that people are not fighting to be happier. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. 
The Business Super Conference that all of you need to be at is finally here. Tickets have dropped to the original BeFriends holders but are now available to buy. Uh, I have a link in my bio for the people that have never bought an NFT but want to come because they've heard that Busta Rhymes and Deepak Chopra and Steve Bartlett and all these people are speaking. Go to vcon.co, C-O, drop the M, to see what's going on there. But the link in my bio has a site that we have on VCon that will let you fill it out and will help you get a ticket to our super conference, May 18th to the 20th in Indianapolis, Indiana. The conference is bananas. The 50 speakers I'm about to announce, bananas. This is the huge super business, pop culture and innovation conference. I want everybody in my community to be there. So link in bio or click here because the team is using this in all sorts of formats to make sure you get to Indy in May for the super business conference of the year. I hope to see all of you there. The way my mind works is I reverse engineer regret. Regret scares the out of me. Like you, I'll, I'll give you a real weird thing to do. If you wanna do something kind of off the beaten path, that will make you feel good and you'll get even more in return, go spend one day in a retirement home. Go, go talk to five 90-year-olds. If you really listen, all you're gonna hear is regret. They're gonna talk about a lot of stuff they wish they did. And so for me, when I'm thinking about you, you gotta keep up your grades, do your thing, you clearly gotta, like you're busy, right? Because you're you know, an athlete and, and a student. There's just still a lot of time that's put into Madden. You know, there's still a lot of time put into other dumb shit. And how it plays out 99% of the time is you're 29 and you're like, fuck, I wish I. That's it, that's all, that's what I trade on. Uh, you know, and not because I'm smart, just because I talk to a lot of people and I just listen. Yeah, I, mean, I just, right, like, I wish I, like, you're right. The amount of people that are gonna go on to do things here, but listen, it's not for everybody. Like, I don't wanna be the guy sitting up here, the 40 year old talking to you and be like, say hello to people, all this dorky shit. Like, I get it. It's still gonna play out that way though. You said, you're just gonna be you. You're gonna be authentically you. Give these guys a strategy on their social. I'll, I'll take, take it a step further. I, I think they're better off being them. Like, you're 18, 19, 20, 21 year old alpha male dudes. Like. There's a, you know what you don't know at 19 and 20? You know this, like, when you're 41, you're still 20. Like, you're not tricking anybody. And they're empathetic. They know who you're supposed to be. Like, as long as you're not doing something crazy murdering fucking people, like, you know, as long as you're not doing crazy shit, like, I actually think people should go more into who they actually are because people know that's what you're supposed to be anyway. Like, you're so worried about the edges, right? Like, you're supposed to be. Can I say this, it, it kind of ties to him. I swear to you, about a month ago, I saw one of his videos for the first time, right? And I liked it. Boom, got the, got my hair standing up, right? And I got to the point where I was like, damn, I wanna, I wanna repost this. But in my head, in my, I had my coaching hat on, I was like, damn, he's cussing them. And I was thinking like, well, what if a parents, a recruit's parents is on my page and they're like, and you know, at the end of the day, you know what I said? Fuck it. Fuck it. And I reposted it, straight up. You know what I'm saying? Because in my head, I'm like, if it's you a if you I'm, lose a kid because his mom's mad that you, you know that you reposted a cursing video, that fucker shouldn't be that was USC the point. anyway. That was, that was the point though to me though. I'm gonna be honest with you. This is a true story. True story. <laughs> I, I, I believe that. Gary, right? But true story. I was just like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm supposed to be an example for y'all and blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know, everything I put up and. You know, this, that, like, I'm not gonna put the twerking video up, right? You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> he's actually saying something that's dope because he said the F word, right? Like, does that make it 
wrong or bad. I was like, man. And things are getting redefined, you know right? Like, look what, you know, like rich people dress differently. Like, like, here's what I always worry about. You're trying to get positioned for the world that you think it is, but then the world moves on you. Like all, all those 40 year olds that got straight A's that came up with me and went to Princeton and went to fucking Wall Street and everything, they all DM me, they're like, fuck. And I'm like, yeah, because you thought the world was gonna stay still. By the time you're 25, 27 doing your thing, the world's gonna redefine. Facebook's gonna come out and entrepreneurs are gonna wear t-shirts and sneakers. That's not what I grew up with. It's not what 41 year olds looking ridiculous bullshit socks and shit. Like that wasn't real. Like. The world's gonna move. The Mendoza line's gonna move. What Miley Cyrus did twerking on MTV is lame compared to every fucking post on Instagram now. The world moves. So trying to conform, to me the reason I am me, and do you know how much money I lose for cursing, for example? We had a company not give us a $5 million account because somebody on the board didn't like that I cursed. Good. Like, because I got plenty more money in return for actually being myself. And again, you can't break rules and all that. That's just the way it is, right? But like, being yourself always plays out. Always plays out. What would you consider is your biggest failure and what did you learn? Jeez. Um, I think my biggest failure was working every minute of my 20s. And when I say every minute, I mean all of them. Like no weekends, no friends. I think I over, I was just too hungry. You know, like, that's why I've always liked Kobe. You know where it's like a, like he gets a little like, it almost feels like it's a little evil and dangerous. I'm like, I get that. Like it was, I went too far, balance matters. And I think I resent and regret and, and I really don't, which is why I even took a pause. But I think the biggest thing I learned about that is, you know, it wouldn't have killed me to, you know, go out a couple Friday nights. Um, so I think I'm more balanced at, at 43 than I was at 23. But bro, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm really trying to manifest an answer for you. It's unbelievable how much practice I have on the inability to dwell. You know, I passed on Uber twice on the angel round from one of the people that I was best friends with while investing in a bunch of other things and that $50,000 investment would, have been, would be worth $900 million. That was a mistake. <laughs> you know? Um, there's, there's so many mistakes. I mean, like, I make a mistake every day of my life. Like, a lot of them. Like, especially now where I'm crippled by opportunity. Like, you know, every, every day I'm, I'm fundamentally sure of the following sentence. Every day I'm making pretty big mistakes because I'm saying no to something that could have led to the big thing of happiness or success. I'm just not crippled by that. I just don't understand why people spend time on that. Do you know many people that are in college debt spend 80% of their downtime being resentful that they took on debt for something they've come to realize didn't bring them as much value in return? The problem is it's over. Like I'd much rather, if they took all that time garage sailing and going to TJ Maxx and flipping, they could start chipping away at the debt. We have one, we have TJ Maxx is loaded with arbitrage. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you go to TJ Maxx, spend $1,000 and make 4,000 on eBay and Amazon every day of the week. But instead of making that $3,000 of putting in work instead of watching Netflix 
or going to do something else, people would rather sit and complain why they pay. People would rather sit in a bar on a Friday afternoon, buy an $18 cocktail, and complain that they're in college debt than do what I just said. It comes down to responsibilities, uh, where you are in your life, age group. You know, I really do think that if you're under 30, everything should be in play. You should, you should sleep in the subways of, you know, Singapore. Like, you should live on a rock. You should, you know, not eat for a year, but not die. You know, like, everything should be in play under 30 because there is, no reason to disproportionately deploy practicality under 30 because of how long people are gonna live, um, on, on how much that's an incredible time in your life. And I would absolutely, if you're under 30, just pick up and go, especially if you're not prima donna. See, one of the great advantages of being an immigrant, as I think about the book that I may wanna write one day, I wish everybody was an immigrant, one of the main chapters is lack of uh, entitlement or no prima donna gear, right? Like la last night my mom and dad went out to dinner with me, uh, we were at an event and we walked through the rain with like no umbrella and we were just laughing. Like we just looked at each other as everybody else in this kind of New York City gala was like umbrellas and Ubers and don't and, and we're, we just kind of looked at each other and we're like Belarus, you know, like it's just, there's nothing that's kind of sacred, everything's pretty ghetto. Uh, meaning that um, if you're able to, uh, that like sleep in a crappy hotel or at your friend's couch or if you're just not if you're just not in need of cozy things well then of course you should pick up and go because you could work at McDonald's and live in a shithole and be happy if that's what's pulling at you if you need certain things to function as a human like a clean bathroom uh, or or you know coziness, uh, then then it becomes harder for you to pull it off. So I think that the graph is really completely predicated on what you need to function. For me, I need nothing to function. Literally, it's so damn scary, and so everything's in play when it comes to that kind of extreme. Um, because I can go to zero. I I, I know what it, it's like to live on a small budget. I don't need fancy things. Uh, I can wear the same four pieces of clothes on rotation uh, for three years. Um, you know, so I, I just think it comes down to you and your ability to grind. And the truth is, and I've been speaking to a lot of people about this issue over the last year, most people like to say they can grind, but they don't. So, that's on you. Hey, How you old know, are you? I'm 27. You got fucking time. It's a, it's a balance of regret and patience. Like you can go hard on for three years, do nothing right, wake up and be young as fuck. You should really go to a retirement home one day and volunteer and just talk to them. It will make you want to do shit every minute of your life because when you see regret in a man's eyes, it's fucking painful because you, have, you can't do shit about it. When you're 90 and you're not mobile and you're tired and it's over, you can't do it, you can't do it. You can't build that company you wanted. You can't spend that time with your kid. It's regret. Thank you so much for listening to that entire episode. We want to remind you to give Gary feedback, so make sure you tweet him at Gary V. But if you're listening on Spotify, you can drop your comments, questions, and anything in between in the Spotify Q&A section down below. We'll see you in the next episode.